Hey, welcome back to another episode of Caffeinated CX, where we talk about CX and stuff, all in a hyper-caffeinated state. I'm David, your host, the Caffeinated CXO, and let's talk about stuff today. But first, before we talk about anything, I'm going to ask you a favor. I'm going to ask you to rate, review, and share this show so we can make the show grow. That's right. That's right. We're asking you to help us, me, make the show grow. I don't know why I always use like the the plural, like we or us. It's just me here. I'm asking you. So if you find any value, if you had a little chuckle, if you, you know, if you liked it, give it a, give it a share, give it a, Give it a five-star review. Give it a thumbs up. I don't know what the platform you're listening to this on has for their whatever thing, but, you know, use one of them and then share it. Put it on, uh, you know, LinkedIn or Instagram or that Facebook thing that people still use. So, yeah, just go ahead and share it, please. Now. We're living in very interesting times, aren't we? We're living in an age where customer experience is all the rage, at least with my algorithm on LinkedIn and Twitter. But all studies, all things point to it being worse than ever. It's more popular than ever, and people are launching careers off of it, and, uh, stuff like that, but it seems to just be getting worse and worse. Why is that? Well, one reason could be that a lot of the people that are building careers off of it and making a name for themselves just have never done customer service or customer experience before, and they're just uh, pontificating theories, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think this space is wide enough to allow anybody in as long as they're good and as long as they get the experience. But that could be one reason. Another reason could be that there are a few companies that nail it, right? They nail the customer journey. They nail the customer experience. And since they have a lot of customers... Those customers also use other businesses and other companies and other services. And when their experience or their journey isn't as streamlined or, let's face it, as good as these other ones, they feel let down. They feel a little upset. They feel a little confused. Why can't you give me two-day free shipping? Why can't I track your car from the restaurant to my house or what have you? So rising customer expectations is one of the reasons why customer experience right now is at like a 17, maybe 18 now. You're you're, uh, low. That could be it. Um, Could be that just nobody wants to work anymore. Nobody wants to be in customer service. Well, 
I say fooey on that. There will always be people that are interested in customer service, even if it's as a, like a, a second job or as a job to get through college or what have you. Excuse me while I take a sip of this delicious blueberry death wish coffee. Ah, amazing. It actually is. If, uh, if you're in the market for some new coffee, Death Wish has a uh, blueberry coffee. And maybe it's the fact that I was born and raised in Maine that I like blueberry so much. But it's a delicious coffee flavor. And I'm not one that likes flavored coffee. That was not sponsored, but it should be Death Wish. So let's talk. Anyway, rising expectations um, from customers is one of the reasons that, uh, you know, things could be the way they are right now, or it could just be really crappy service. It could be things like what we saw just a, that was my seatbelt hitting the door. Um, could be what we saw just a few weeks ago with all of the American airlines, not American airlines in particular, but all the airlines in the United States, right? So first we had Frontier completely get rid of their voice option, right? So you can't even call them. And then their chat broke. Cool. And then whenever you tried to call some other ones, you just get a fast busy, right? So it would just be the busy tone and you couldn't get through to anybody. That's cool. That's cool. Um, other ones had like hours long wait times. And you know what? I have some empathy for that. Because it was an unprecedented uh, circumstance that was going on. So I have I have some empathy for them. Um, yes, they could have handled it better. Yes, they could have uh, done something, right? They could have pivoted. And some bigger companies, it's hard for them to pivot because they're big. It's like steering a giant ship, right? You can't do like a power turn in a cruise ship, right? You can't do a power turn on the Titanic. No, if, if you could do power turns on the Titanic, they never would have hit that iceberg, right? And sank. That's a conspiracy that never happened. I'm just kidding. The Titanic did sink and Jack did die. So Revolutionary Road was not a sequel to Titanic if they had lived. Anyway, it was. Anyway, so we, uh, we saw that go down couple weeks ago. So none of the chat bots were working, none of the live chats, none of the phone lines were working. Um, and then, okay. All right. So this is going to out me as a major nerd and I don't care because I've talked about this plenty of times. So it's not outing myself unless this is like your first time listening to the show, which if you are welcome, I love you. Thank you. But just over this past week, the company Wizards of the Coast, which is owned by Hasbro, has been in a PR and a CX nightmare. Why? Because for some backstory, they they had this thing called the Open Gaming License, where you could use their rule set and create your own stuff, right? There were a few copyrighted terms like uh, you couldn't use certain monsters or certain names or something like that, but whatever, you know, it happens. Um, but um, 
the open gaming license uh, really saved the gaming community a lot of times. More especially when Wizards of the Coast updated their uh, version of their role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons, to from 3rd edition to 4th edition, and a lot of people didn't seem to like 4th edition, so they went over to a game called Pathfinder, which used that open game license and kind of just extended or expanded the 3rd edition rule set. And I guess someone was mad about that, but recently a new updated version of the open gaming license was leaked. Now, I don't know the validity of the open gaming license that got leaked, but it basically, the leaked copy basically would invalidate earlier releases of the open gaming license, as well as starting to charge royalties for people who used it that made over a certain amount, right? So, Basically, creators like uh, Critical Role, Cobalt Press, um, Paizo, and a few other things. Um, and the thing is, like Critical Role, more people are playing the role-playing game now because of Critical Role than ever before. Um, yeah. So, it's basically like uh, biting the hand that feeds them. And to kick it all off, or to put the icing on the crap cake wizards has been completely silent about everything while twitter is like going nuts right and people are starting to boycott uh wizards of the coast and uh everything else um they released a tweet yesterday that was like we know you have questions be prepared to have them answered soon and that was the only thing they've said about it in a week. What? Now, I don't know the validity of that leaked document. I hope it's not true. I hope that they still honor the old uh, open gaming licenses, you know, because uh, whatever. But a lot of people are really mad about this, and they're not getting any, any answers. And so... We have that, and Hasbro's a pretty big company. I mean, they release Ouija boards and pretty much every other board game on the planet. Um, so, yes, the Ouija board is released by Hasbro. It is a board game. But, anyway, I digress. So, we'll see what happens with that. But that is right on the tail of really bad customer experience on behalf of the airlines. And with rising customer expectations and the way that other, like, uh, gaming companies have, like, pretty much come on Twitter and, like, been like, yeah, we know, that sucks, but if you use ours, <clears throat> you can make whatever you want with it. It's fine. We don't care. Here, have, the, have, have these uh, rule PDFs for free. Stuff like that. Like a company that releases uh, the game Castles and Crusades. They did that. They, they've released their uh, regular like player handbook or the rule set for free on PDF. And also their uh, monster book for free on PDF. So they're like, hey, have fun with it. Run your games with it. It's uh, similar but not exactly like the one released by these guys. Have fun. So we'll see where this leads. Um, but open gaming license was like the best thing that Wizards of the Coast ever did. 
for the gaming community and honestly it is a it is a community so but i mean i couldn't believe that was right on the heels of the airline fiasco and then everything else that's been going on recently so it's like nobody's learning any lessons from other industries right and that's the something that we have to remember is customer experience customer service customer expectations and customer journeys you don't have to just stay within your own industry to see what works and what doesn't you can look out and be like oh oh that's working over there for this industry let's see if it works in our industry and chances are it will it will so or oh maybe uh maybe we should have a uh a plan in place in case this happens so what affected this industry won't affect our industry. Stuff like that. So, I don't know. Something to think about. Something to think about. So, this has been more of a, hey, what's going on in the gaming community as opposed to, like, uh, anything else. But it ties directly into customer experience because all these people are customers of this company, this gaming company. And right now... The people, at least on Twitter, and I've seen it on Facebook, and I saw it on LinkedIn. I saw it on the comments for uh, one of the posts they made um, because I follow them on LinkedIn. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a firestorm right now, and I don't know how or whatever they're going to get through this. Um, I'm keeping a close eye on it because, one, it's relevant to my interests in more, more ways than one. One, I like the game, and two... I really like CX, and more importantly, I don't know. I don't know which one was more important, but or what was going to be more important than that. But those are the two. I a game, and I am in the CX sphere. Oh, 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 and and I'd really like to thank uh, Thomas Laird for naming me as one of the top twelve. I can't pronounce the name. Of the thing because if a word has more than like three syllables, I get tongue tied. But the top 12 CX contact center influencers for 2022 that's awesome, it's an honor. I, I can, I could think of many other names that should be on there instead of me, but it's awesome. And thank you, thank you, Thomas. So, if you don't know who Thomas Laird is. He runs the Advice from a Call Center Geek podcast, which you honestly should be listening to no matter what. So that's it. That's today's Caffeinated CX. We'll see you next time. Bye.